Hey, this is Phil from Teen Idols, and you're listening to The Dummy Room. What's up, guys? Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 175, I believe. Hope everyone is excellent. I am Nate. I'm excited for this one. Been anxious to have this dude on for a while. He's a he's a fellow punk rocker. He's a fellow podcaster. Noe Adame. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? I think I got the name right. Yeah, yeah. You got it right. Close. I mean... Dude, I was, I was so nervous about that. <laughs> no, I heard it. No I heard way. it in your message. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it was Noe... Anyways, I'm glad I got it right. So, hey, man, um, before we get into anything, I was thinking we should start this thing off Teenage Bonehead style and get right into it with a tune. Cool. Yeah, I'm up for that. What's up first, dude? What do you want to hear? So let's do this unreleased Regal Beagle song that I just acquired from them. Uh, Fucking A, right out of the gate, huh? The new one. Yeah, I heard they, <laughs> cool. uh, they're back together, uh, which surprised me because uh, I was actually going to... Well, I did message them to play... Uh, a summer show uh, just to see if they were down for it. But uh, they surprised me when they said, actually, we're practicing this week and uh, we have some songs that we never released. So we're thinking about, uh, you know, recording some new stuff. So I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, they sent me this song and um, yeah, it's exclusive. I haven't even played it on my podcast yet. So you're going to be the first one to play it. All right, dude, let's do it.
All right, dude. Yeah, dude, I was surprised. You told me that there might be an exclusive or a new song from somebody, and I didn't think it was going to be from, you know, Regal Beagle. I hadn't heard from them for for years, dude. I don't even remember the last time. Probably the album, huh? Yeah. All tied yeah. up? Yep, that's it. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting it either. I, I was talking to another band about uh, giving me an exclusive song uh, from some new songs that they uh, just finished putting together, which they're going to record for a new album, but... Um, they couldn't record it at the last minute, so they sent me another song, and uh, it just happened that Regal Beagle had some songs that they wanted to give me, so there you go. Dude, that's cool. And I, I fucked up that album. It's it's a, a little tied up. Yeah. Tied yeah. as in, like, the ocean, so that's cool, man. I always liked that album cover, because it had the uh, the girl on there, the, like, Beatnik Termite-style artwork. Yeah, yeah, like that old Archie's 50s. Fucking love it, dude. Yeah, I was, dude, I was blown away when I saw that on the list. I'm like new regal beagle or an unreleased regal beagle that was that's so cool yeah and it's a pretty good track um it has that straightforward ramonzi sound that we all love of course. and uh it's pretty aggressive too so it was pretty yeah, good yeah, yeah. and it's actually uh the fir- one of the first songs written by uh their second guitar player named mike um he used to be in a band called mutiny before here in la uh they were big supporters of teenage bonehead as well and he had provided me like some uh, acoustic songs back when I started the podcast, I don't know if you've heard like the first two or three episodes. He gave oh, me yeah. like some exclusive songs as well. So uh, I'm happy to see him out there playing again because I hadn't heard from him in a while. So it's pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I was just like blown away that we were getting new stuff. So very cool. Um, are those guys from your area? So LA is huge. And, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the San Fernando Valley, which uh, if you've heard of that area, I think, I guess what you would associate with it is the adult industry. Porn. Um, yeah, cause, yeah. Because usually in all the shows <laughs> or <me>. whatever, <laughs> on shows, that's that's what they associate it with. But uh, yeah, so I'm in the valley. Uh, they're in more in like San Gabriel Valley, close to East LA, probably I'd say. Well, getting anywhere in LA from where I'm at with no traffic I can do it in 20 to 30 minutes. But when there's traffic, probably like an hour to an hour and a half. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're probably like, I don't know, 15, 20 miles away. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's each little each little city has its own, uh, you know, different communities, different types of, uh, it's just stepping into a new place every time, you know, once you cross those lines, those city lines. Yeah, dude. Nobody's near me. I'm I'm hours from anybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anybody that I want to see play, at least. So, uh, so we should uh, we should we should mention that uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but you are um, your podcast, Teenage Bonehead. Um, I guess I got to tell you, Teenage Bonehead was probably the first podcast I ever listened to. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just I probably. I mean, I don't. I never listened to podcasts much before this. Never, you know. I came across Teenage Bonehead once, probably just looking for something else. <clears throat> came across Teenage Bonehead. That sounds like something I'm going to like. Put it on, and it's like all this great music that I love. Looking at the list, it's like, holy shit. I, like, I always considered myself as someone that dove pretty pretty deep into the pop punk, you know, Ramon score genre. But clearly, <laughs> you know, right from episode one, it's like I, I only knew about maybe half of those bands. So I discovered so much because of you oh that's amazing thank you thank you for that i think a lot of it is was um uh foreign bands spanish singing bands you know you play a lot more that of that than anybody else yeah i mean um 
you know, it, it's something that uh, I didn't set out to do from the beginning. It wasn't something I planned. But um, it's just I'm lucky that I'm able to speak Spanish because of my parents. You know, my parents were Mexican immigrants here in L.A. And, um, you know, I was born here in, in California. So I grew up uh, speaking both languages. So I'm blessed that I can speak it and read it and uh, understand it. I mean, obviously, I, 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 if I were to talk to someone from Mexico, like uh, some of the words I, I forget <laughs> just because, you know, <laughs> it's not my first language. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough, you know, once once I uh, got into punk rock, um, you know, I fell in love with it. It just became my life. And then uh, I remember I was in TJ one time visiting relatives and um, we were just uh, hanging out and they had uh, MTV on. And I happened to see like a Spanish pop punk band. And like I was like, wait, what? There's these type of bands over here, too. And this was, <laughs> you know, this was before the Internet was huge. This was before yeah, yeah. nobody, you know, a lot of people didn't have websites or Bandcamp or SoundCloud. None of that existed, you know. So to find these type of bands, it was pretty difficult unless you lived in that area, unless you had a pen pal, you know, unless you traded tapes. Um, but yeah, I it was a band called Deluxe and they're from uh, San Diego and Tijuana, like they have members from from both areas. But um, yeah, once I heard them, it's just like, you know, a whole world opened up where it's like, well, these bands are probably all over the world as well. So I just started digging and like meeting bands online, uh, you know, the AOL message boards, those were pretty handy for meeting <laughs> all kinds of people and bands and stuff. And uh, Do you remember uh, Worldwide Punk? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like my, <laughs> that was set on my uh, my homepage. So every time I opened yeah. it up, that was the first place it went to. <laughs> Long time ago, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I, I always, you know, there's there's so much stuff out there and it's hard to, you know, there's just too much. Right, and it's just hard. It's a little overwhelming. So when you get to the the bands that don't sing in your language, you know, English being mine, it's 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 kind of tough to get into some of that. But there's, dude, there's been so many good bands from you know all over the world. You know, Spain. Spain had so many good bands, and even even though I couldn't understand what they were saying, the melody was still there. You know, you still knew it was a love song without even knowing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I always thought that was cool, but yeah, it's 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 sometimes hard to discover new bands when you can't really, you know, you don't know what they're singing. Yeah, no, and I I I'm aware of that, and that's why I, I try to mix it up with the, uh, you know, yeah, the yeah. classics, and then maybe a band that sounds like that, which will make you maybe seek them out, or you're like, oh hey, they sound just like so and so, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, because of that, I really fell in love with like all the '90s uh, Italian bands that not that many oh, yeah. people talk about. Because I mean, it's just some of that is just so amazing because it's sloppy, fast, catchy, and it's like everything at once, you know. So uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of the Italian ones, uh, a lot of ones from Mexico, um, Latin America. Brazil has a bunch of good bands too that uh, oh yeah never tons right now yeah, yeah. pretty much made it and. Um, and then we have Argentina with all the uh, actual Ramones clones type of sounding bands that, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen like live shows on YouTube of some of these bands, but it's like a religion. Like they I have know. like, Dude, there's a couple that sound just like they're perfect clones. Yeah. It's uh -huh. amazing. Yep. The Italian bands, I just heard from uh, Andrea and Balzano from I Buy Records and Rat Bones. He was just throwing a bunch of band names at me the other day and I, shit, I couldn't repeat them because I don't even know how to say them. <laughs> but dude, they were killer. I was, yeah. 
and he was telling me who was in these bands. I'm like, man, all these great guys that are still around. This is where they came from, you know? It's yeah. totally cool. That's probably the area that I'm not familiar with. Who was in what and what are they playing now? You know, it's more of like whatever I found online at the time or whoever sent me a mixtape. It's just that's yeah. just how I know about them, you know? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to like follow all these people, you know, especially when you you know, like you can't even, you know, there's a language barrier, so it's hard to hard to keep up, dude. Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, you know, the music speaks to all of us. All right, dude. Uh, let's get into another song right away. Cool. Yeah, um, I don't know like I from here on out. <laughs> uh Yeah, dude, I don't know a lot of these, so give me one from uh Mexico. Is there, is, there's got to be one on this list, right? Yeah, so um, I sent you one from Los Cummings, which is uh, yeah, yeah. They're a pretty good band. They're kind of newish. They've been around maybe three or four years. Um, I found them online and uh, I became friends with them. And um, you know, they have some pretty good songs. Uh, I think they have two records out. Uh, they sent me previews of the. This is the band that was actually going to give me the exclusive song because uh, they sent me previews of some songs that they. That they're working on for the new album and they're they're amazing i think they're like a next step up from what they were playing before but uh unfortunately they couldn't record them in time but yeah uh, the, this is from uh their previous album so this is uh one from los cummings
dude, that's I had never heard of that band. I, I think I might have heard them on on Teenage Bonehead before, but I, I'm not familiar with them at all. But you sent me this song, and this was one of my favorites. This is oh, the one cool. I was hoping. I was hoping they were from Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. assuming, but uh, but yeah, dude, they're killer. It's that mid tempo power pop punk sound that I love. Yeah, yeah, they have more of that uh, queers influence. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I could. Well, they all kind of have that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's 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 what queers influence you have. Is it the uh, you know the snottier, faster stuff or the the Joe King special stuff, you know, the love songs. Yeah. The and this is definitely stuff. more on the love song side. Loved it, dude. Cool. So tell me, like, what made you want to start Teenage Bonehead in the first place? Like, what was the the tipping point for you? Just just needed to get some of these bands out to people or what? So, I mean, uh, I got into this music, like, in the mid-90s. Um, you know, I, uh, the way that I got into punk was uh, I had a neighbor... Uh, Eric and his brother, his brother Mike, uh, older brother, he, uh, you know, Eric was into punk. He introduced me to, you know, the Sex Pistols and the Clash and uh, Circle Jerks and all of that. And I thought it was cool. You know, it, uh, um, it was fun. It was something different. Before that, I hadn't really uh, paid attention to what was going on musically. Like, uh, I mean, I would just listen to my parents' old uh, doo-wop records because my dad had like a bunch of oldies records and... Um, Buddy Holly was nice. my favorite. Like, I, I worship Buddy Holly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> before that, yeah, you know, all my friends in junior high were listening to techno or uh, hip hop and rap and gangster rap, and uh, I listened to some <laughs> of that. But it's not stuff that I ever really felt a connection to. My friend, he he got me into it because his brother used to take us, you know, to hang out at the record stores and stuff, and uh, we would go, you know, hang out in Melrose and buy albums by bands that i'd never heard of and uh you know that's how i got into it but um once i discovered like uh well you know once green day you know made it big i'm not ashamed to say you know green day is what changed it all for me because um it it had it, it had everything that i loved it had you know the fast it was snotty it was uh catchy it was uh it was basically like a 50s doo-wop song sped up, you know, with, with yeah. aggression. And, totally. uh, you know, that, that's what helped me. You know how we used to do it back in the day. You open up the CD booklet and you see what bands they think. And then you go out and you search for that stuff. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. what shirts they were wearing by what band on, you know, on, on whatever magazine cover. And then you go and look for that stuff. And then, you know, you just go down a rabbit hole. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, uh, that's how I got into it. And... Um, as far as the foreign stuff, you know, it just, uh, like I mentioned, uh, it, it just happened accidentally. I just, it just opened this whole new world of like, oh, all these other bands exist as well. And uh, as far as the podcast, uh, at the time when I started it, I was going through a rough time in my relationship because I was married. And um, it, I, so in the late 90s, uh, I was really into it, and then in the early 2000s, I just felt like every band was starting to sound the same. Like it, like I, it, nothing was exciting me, so I stopped listening to it for a while. So I was only listening to old 90s stuff, you know, like all this new stuff. I wasn't really listening, listening to any of it. And um, then I went to go see uh, Regal Beagle. Uh, I think it was the Methadones. Uh, 
the Mangies, and who else was it? Probably the Queers, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the Queers, duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that too. Or I didn't see it, of course, but I remember hearing about it. <laughs> yeah, so I went that show, and that's where I uh, saw Regal Beagle for the first time. And, and I mean, you got to understand where, where I grew up, uh, you know, pop punk or even punk wasn't really that big. It was more of crust and grind and uh, power violence. Okay, yeah. Those are the types of bands that my friends listened to. So those are the only shows I was able to go to because they were, you know, the, the only type of bands around. So when I saw Regal Beagle, it's like, what? These type of bands are out here too? And uh, I remember <laughs> I, I spoke to them and um, they just like sparked it. You know, it's all thanks to Regal Beagle. They're the ones that actually made me like try to find more bands in the LA area. And uh, I just thought, you know, wow, everyone needs to hear this. You know, <laughs> you know how you get all excited <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you. Oh, when yeah, you, dude. I still you know. get like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's how it started. I just, you know, I started going to shows started meeting their friends and their bands and you know that's just how it went so i started uh you know because of my situation at the time going through a bad relationship uh that was like my only outlet you know um that's the only thing that was making me happy at the time just discovering these bands and putting it out there and uh you know feeling like i was doing something productive when everything else was negative you know so that's really what started it that's cool. You know, here, a punk rock show is a punk rock show. Like, the kids that were into pop punk went to shows, the kids that were into hardcore, you just kind of went because there was really nothing else to do. But, uh, you know, there's so many people out there and probably so many shows. Yeah, and you really you just have to find... You have options. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, are any of these, any other bands from L.A. on this list? So, yeah, uh, one of the bands that I sent you, this uh, Jay the Babe and the 818 All-Stars, so yeah. this band was actually from the valley where I'm from. And the way that I found out about them was uh, in the late 90s, uh, there was this compilation with, uh, you know, how Rage Against the Machine was big back then. Uh, this compilation with like three new metal-ish type of bands on there. And all of a sudden, okay. Jay, Jay the Babe was like the fourth band on there. And it's like, <laughs> again, you know, it's like, wait, what? Where Where is this band at? So, yeah, uh, these guys were actually from my area, from the Valley. I unfortunately cool. never got to see them live. But um, it so it turns out that uh, after all these years, I just found out that uh, uh, one of my uh, bandmates from a band that I played with in uh, high school, turns out that he played in Jay the Babe uh, a couple years afterwards, after I quit the band that I was in with him. And... Um, yeah, he. I, I found this dude, uh, you know, we reconnected. Uh, oh, no, actually, he found me because of the podcast as well. He uh, he found the podcast, and he, he sent me an email. And then I'm like, hey, dude, it, hey, James, it's me. And he's like, oh, wait, what? I knew it was you, you know? So, like, everybody knows me because <laughs> of, you know, listening to this type of music. But, uh, yeah, he told me, yeah, you know, I played in Jay the Babe for a while. Uh, I wish that, you know, he would want to, Jay, you know, I wish that he would want to play again because he had some really good songs. And, uh, yeah, I, I tried. I found Jay as well on uh, Facebook, and I tried to convince him. But, um, you know, I think he's done with music, I think, at the time. Uh, and, uh, you know, you got to respect that. But uh, if yeah, he yeah. were to ever want to play music again, I, I, I would beg him to play drums in this band. And uh, I'm sure my <laughs> friend would play bass again in that band. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, Jay the Babe and the 818 All-Stars.
This is the one I remembered right away because I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 the rough voice. I'd never heard of this band. I didn't know what to expect. And honestly, I thought the band name was so fucking weird. I was like, this is going to be a ska band. I know yeah. it. This is a ska band. <laughs> Anytime no. there's like, and the all-stars, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then but, if, you, um, totally. if you see the picture of the band, uh, uh, Jay actually looks like a cholo. So he looks like this. You know, he's got some lokes and he's all bald with a goatee <laughs> and everything. So it's a weird, weird. Yeah, that's not what I would expect, I guess, from, from the way they sound. That. Mm-hmm that voice that voice is so good like i i'm not a huge fan of the rough voice but this is like cool band though i actually looked him up couldn't find anything on him (laughs) i'm like damn it there's nothing else out there so i'm hoping you have some stuff on the side maybe you can send me afterward uh they have three other songs that i can send you but uh that's it huh yeah other than that they didn't record anything else but i know that they have a bunch of other songs that just they just never recorded yeah they sound killer dude so um just like I said, weird band name. I would never check. I would never check them out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, unless unless you were recommending them or something. But um, yeah, dude. But tell me about your band. You were in a band. I did. I guess I didn't know you were. You played and stuff. So yeah, I've actually been in a bunch of bands. Um, I've been playing since I was fourteen. Uh, I've been playing drums. Uh, the only reason I started playing drums is because everyone else picked guitar or bass. So I figured. <laughs> I mean, we need a drummer. Yeah. We can't all be guitar players. So, yeah, uh, I started playing drums. Uh, my dad bought me a drum kit. On the, the only rule he had was uh, you have to take lessons, otherwise I'm not going to buy it for you. And I was like, all right, whatever. And uh, that was pretty pretty cool, too, of him to do. So, yeah, I've been playing since I was 15. Uh, I stopped for wow. a while, though. Yeah, when I went through my whole relationship stuff, I probably stopped playing for like 10 years. Um and then, uh, yeah, I just got back into it after I had uh, uh, spoken to Harry, Harry Jerkface. I don't know if you know Harry Michelson. Uh, I, I know the name. I, how do I know that name? Is it Was he uh dude, honestly, I think I might recognize that name from uh, Pop Punk Message Board. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, I think that's where I know that name from. I think he was, I don't say, I don't want to say he was one of them, but, <laughs> you know, maybe one of the loudmouths on there. I don't know. Oh, no, no. He's I like, don't know that. He's like no, the he's sweetest nice. dude. He's the sweetest guy. <laughs> like, uh, well, his name sticks out, so I don't know. Cool yeah, name. We, uh, so the Pop Punk Message Board, that's like a whole other story. I've been a member since the <laughs> AOL days, since before it was called the Pop Punk Message Board. It was the, it was the Pop Punk Board on the AOL Message Boards. I remember, I think I re- yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about it at least, yeah. Uh, and my actual screen name for AOL was Pop Punk at AOL dot com. 
<laughs> you must have got destroyed by them for that, huh? No, no. <laughs> no. I, what I was remember... your name on the board when it was its heyday, like 2000, 2000? Uh, yeah, it was, the, it, it whatever just it was. Noe, N-O-E-Y. Noe? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I remember uh, Ben Weasel going on there and uh, being annoying <laughs> to everyone and talking crap. And uh, it was pretty funny. It was fun. It was a fun time. So... I used to go on that, like in the 90s, on that board for AOL, and then uh, all of a sudden one day it just disappeared. And I didn't hear anything else about it until, like you mentioned, in the mid-2000s or early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. When it turned into the Knock Knock Records uh, pop-punk board, and I found it again. <laughs> and surprisingly, it was like all the same people that I was talking to when I was a teenager. <laughs> like, they were all still there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, there was a bunch of bullies in there that kind of made me stop <laughs> posting yeah just because uh you um, know it's not it's not cool to i don't know it was just if you're edgy it was cool you know oh that guy's funny oh yeah but you know it's just uh, stuff that really isn't fun for anyone <laughs> or or you know yeah that helps at all i thought it was a great resource you know you could go on there and discover everybody in every band was in there so you discovered so much music, but yeah, you'd post something, not me, but somebody else would post something about their band, and man, if they just, any slip of the tongue, they would just get shredded by the, the I, I would say the locals, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they would only do that if, if you weren't like a part of the community, like if you weren't in there every day talking and like meeting people, they wouldn't like people that just go on there and, uh, you know, talk about their band or, or yeah, promote yeah. their band. It's like, well, who are you? And, you know, that's why they would talk crap, but. Yeah, it was just a brutal place. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, like I said, it was a good resource, and it was cool, but yeah, it was it was the general discussion area that you just stayed away from. And it's weird because certain people would only hang out in the for sale part of the boards, and then certain people would only hang out in the, you know, I forgot what the other subjects were, but like not everybody would be in the random discussion. Like mostly it would be the regulars on random discussion, and then, like, all the other sub-boards would have, like, their specific people that would only go to that board. It yeah, was, I was in the for sale one a lot. Yeah, Buying yeah. stuff <laughs> and then checking out bands, you know, and and more there. Yeah, you go into the regular discussion thing and you just get annoyed, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say who, but there were some certain people that you just, you didn't even know these people and you just hated them because they just trashed everybody that came in there. Uh, so. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about because there was like two, <laughs> two or three of them, and uh, to this day, like they still don't like me, and I don't know why. I never. I don't think I ever did anything to them, but that's just that's just the the way they are. I guess it's cool to be edgy. Let's do another song, man. Hey, can I can I can I make a request on one? Sure. I want to do. Uh, I want to do the sneakers, man. Uh, Is that the sneakers from uh, Indonesia? Yes. I don't know exactly where they're from, but. Yeah, one of my favorite bands. I love this band so much. Dude, they're fucking great. Their artwork. Yeah. What is it, a rat, if I remember right? <laughs> yeah. A rat or a mouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, dude. Cool band. I had heard of them before. And, yeah. Uh, I was thinking they were from Indonesia, so. I found them on uh, SoundCloud, and um, I just became a huge fan after finding one of their songs there, and then I just found them on MySpace, and uh, I think I messaged them, and they sent me like some MP3s, and then... You know, I've just been following them since then. They, I love all their stuff. They're pretty amazing. Yeah, they they've got two. 
I think they got at least two singers, right? Because got, they got one that's a little sweeter sounding and one that's a little rougher. No, I think it's the same dude. Uh, they just do uh, really good backup vocals. The other, the other guys do really good harmonies. They're definitely uh, one of the better Ramones core bands, in my opinion. What's yeah, the name of the yeah. song, dude? Akubisini? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. I mean, I, there's actually a few bands that are really good from from that country. Totally yeah. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that other one? Um, there's another band. Um, uh, Saturday Night Karaoke. Yeah. A newer then, band from there. Yeah, They're and cool. there's, there's another one as well that's connected to uh, the Sneakers. I think one of the members is in that band, too. I forgot the name, though. It slipped my, it's slipping me right now. but Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up on that stuff because it's so far away. You know, yeah. it's like you'll never see these bands live. You'll never meet them in person. It's hard to find a connection. But, man, when I listen to them, they're killer, you know? I wish I could go there and, and meet these guys and see them and just, you know what I mean? 
Well, I, I, I bug all these bands to come down and play. <laughs> <laughs> Do I you tell really? Them, yeah, you make it down here. You know, I'll pay for, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll put on a show. But, you know, it's really hard. Unfortunately, it's just, it's just really hard for them to come down and play. They Of course, they all want to do it. But, you know, logistically, it's kind of hard. Hey, I saw you uh, commenting on uh, on a post in the dummy room a couple weeks ago about the Mangies. You're going you gonna to set up the Mangie show in L.A. or what? Yeah, so I'm trying. Um, it was set up for a Sunday show, but uh, I was telling, uh, uh, what's the dude that's setting him up? Uh, Doug, Dougie Tangent. Yeah, I, I was telling him Sundays are kind of hard in L.A. because nobody really goes to shows on Sunday nights because, you know, everyone's ready to go to work on Monday. But um, I was pitching to him we could do like a matinee show like at noon, you know, do some day drinking, get some bands in there. And uh, I was working that angle, but then he had, he messaged me again and he told me, you know what, we might be able to do Saturday instead. So he told me, uh, you know, just wait until I get a confirmation from the guys. So I'm waiting for him to tell me Saturday's okay or not so I can uh, go ahead and try to book Saturday instead. I know they're playing Chicago on a Sunday too, which oh, seems really? weird. It's like, yeah. man, wouldn't you want to play a big market on a on a good night, you know? Yeah, exactly. So maximize that, that audience, but... Dude, it's such a great band. You've seen them, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, Mangies are just, like, Italy's best, you know? And I, I you know, they become one of those bands for the podcast that they just come up all the time, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I think people get sick of hearing, of, hearing about them. But, um, yeah, dude, they're awesome. So no, it's like uh, Mangies, Screeching Weasel, Dan Vapid. Those are kind of like the go-tos, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're amazing live. <laughs> I mean, the, the one time I saw them, they were they were tight they were fun you know they were fast so i'm excited hopefully i can see them again the first time i saw them i took some pictures it was a uh, fireside bowl in chicago uh 2000 and i recently oh, wow. posted those pictures on facebook mm-hmm. uh, i found them and i'm like god I, cu- I couldn't even believe i still had them so <laughs> pretty cool you know just uh relive those that's yeah, 20 22 years ago it's insane wow doesn't seem like it's been that long <laughs> Hey, there was a, there was a band that um, that you know. I don't know if you know them, but I know you've played them on Teenage Bonehead before. Uh, Sci-Fi Nightmares. Yeah, that's actually my buddy Dave, David Rostro. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Other, the other Mexican American yeah. from the Pop Punk Message Board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's where I met him. Um, I remember. I think it was just he made a random post on the band thing, and I immediately contacted him from that. And uh, he was living in Gainesville at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I I released that that first seven inch. Oh, cool! Cold and blue. Yeah, uh, I put I, that out just because I was I was like, this is the best shit I've ever heard, you know? Mm, yeah, cool. And uh, I met him through the board, and that was cool. And then I think he moved back to like Fresno, maybe at that point. Yeah, and uh, right, um, yeah, right now he's in Seattle. Um, yep, and then Seattle. Yeah, I see but, him. Um, when I go down there, I, I try to visit him. I saw him probably like three years ago. He's doing yeah, good. Yeah, I've never actually met him. Super oh, really? nice guy. We always, we talked on the phone and whatnot, but um, cool guy. Hell of a songwriter, man. Those two seven yeah. inches were great. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I remember you, I, I saw him on there once or heard him on your on your podcast and I was like, yes, this guy gets it, you know? Because nobody, <laughs> nobody was giving them, you know, the time of day yeah he uh he actually used my pictures for uh, the cover of one of the seven inches i forgot the name of the album but uh yeah if you look at the credits it says my name on there for the pictures 
that was when they played. They actually played down here uh. a couple times, like two or three times. And I was uh, lucky enough to book them on those shows. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I met them. I hung out with them. And um, I think their guitar player, actually, their guitar player at the time was uh, in another band, another cool band, too, called, um, oh, they just played, what did they play? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. One of the guys actually, um, they got in touch mm. after listening to The Dummy Room. And they had no idea that I was the guy who released the Sci-Fi Nightmares records. <laughs> and uh, so I put out the two seven inches, and then they did um, they did a split with the Loblaws. Yeah, I think, I think so. there's some pictures on that one. That's probably the one that has your pictures on there. I bet. Mm. Yeah, I think the that's two the I one. did were like cartoons, cartoon covers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. I know it's not on your playlist, but I want to let's let's listen to some Sci-Fi Nightmares, dude. Yeah, yeah. Not that I not that I need an excuse, but sometimes I just need a reminder of how great that band was. Yeah, they also, uh, yeah, so the, uh, I think the bass player or the guitar player was in another band called um, Born Losers. 
Have you heard of them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I never heard them, though. They played down here, too. Yeah, they're pretty good. Or they were. I don't think they're together anymore. Um, I think I think they are now, and I hope I don't kill this, but um, I think the band is still around minus David, and mm. I think they're they're uh, Mantis Watch. Oh, okay, yeah, I heard that name. Yeah, yeah, and they're pretty cool, man. Total, total uh, Riverdale's warship going on, but that's cool. That's fine with me. What's uh, what's David do now? Is he still playing anywhere up in Seattle? Is he playing? Uh, he was playing with Dead Bars for a while, but I think uh, he had uh, he had some stuff he had to work out with health-wise, I think. Um, I'm not sure. I think he was having problems with his back, and he stopped playing for a while. But uh, And then he, he also went off of uh, social media. He's not really big on being on Facebook or Instagram. Once in a while, he'll pop his head in there and like put a comment in there. <laughs> yeah. But um, he... No, but he, he's always saying that... Uh, he wants to write. He's been writing songs, but uh, I guess the Seattle climate was making him write depressing songs. <laughs> so I kept telling him, "Just move, move <laughs> over here to LA where it's sunny. <laughs> Make some happy songs." <laughs> well, I, I don't know if his songs, you know, the Sci-Fi Nightmare stuff wasn't exactly happy. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a you know the first seven inch was was just him, just all him one-man band kind of thing but the songs were so good i had to do it yeah i'm pretty sure i have those i I don't have the actual seven inch but i'm pretty sure i have those songs it's just you know on the pop-up message board i might might have some left (laughs) we would just trade you know everybody would trade trade songs on there oh yeah yeah that's how i discovered i i somehow had all these demos and alternate songs for after school special yeah i know there was some some unreleased um stuff being passed around back in the day and i never really heard any of it but now i've i know there's some stuff that's may or may not be coming out now so yeah um so here's the funny thing like uh probably three years ago before tim from mutant pop records restarted the label i had uh messaged him and i asked him hey would it be okay if i release an episode with all the after-school songs, because after-school special songs, because there's, you know, they were such a huge <laughs> band for me. You know, David yeah. Jones was like my Buddy Holly. You know, <laughs> like I, I, I compared him to Buddy Holly as far as like songwriting and you know the lyrics. I just, wow. I just connected with the lyrics. But um, yeah, before he had started the the label, I asked him if I could uh, put an episode out, and he said, "Yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want." And I didn't really get, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, get to it just because uh you know just one of those things that you just flies over your head but um when i eventually did i found like all these songs that i had and i didn't even remember that i had all like all these songs laying around that wasn't that long ago was it i listened no. to that and I don't, yeah. I don't think it was wasn't even a year ago maybe no uh it's probably uh it's probably gonna be a year in july i think yeah, June yeah. or july yeah yeah so I saw the last episode you did, um, the most recent episode, I think it was February of this year, which mm-hmm. is crazy because the first one was like 2011, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just <laughs> been it's just been a whirlwind, or, or, you know, uh, so like I had mentioned, I started it when I was going through a divorce and um, the episodes were spotty. You know, you would get an episode once every few months, you know. <laughs> Yeah. When I wasn't as depressed or sad, um, I actually, 
I can laugh about it now because, uh, you know, after everything's said and done, I mean, I get along with my ex now, you know, so, uh, you know, what happens happens and I'm glad that it happened now and I'm sure she would say the same, but, um, yeah, <laughs> in one of the episodes, I don't know, I think it was the lookout special. Uh, I th I'm pretty sure like I almost cried when I was like giving the outro. Oh no. Yeah. Talking about the outro or something. <laughs> I remember that specifically and it's like. No, I got to redo that because I almost cried, but it's like, no, fuck that. I'm just going to leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you were doing that like, I mean, do you think that, I mean, like doing a podcast kind of takes some time, you know? Um, it takes up a lot of time to edit and shit like that. And you always did the cool intros with the clips, um, which I always thought were the best. But, um, you know, is that that didn't like probably help your situation, did it? <laughs> Uh, so that was the hardest part, finding the clips that I was going to use. <laughs> oh, that yeah, was the dude. part that would take me the longest. You know, putting an episode together it takes me maybe like an hour or two. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> the, but the hard part is, uh, well, that's why I condensed it now for the, the new uh, format that I'm doing. But uh, yeah, the hard part that would take me the longest was finding the clip, editing the clip, making it, uh, you know, because sometimes I would have to cut it out so it could be funny or it could, you know, sound interesting but um yeah yeah that would take the longest and also i was dumb enough to try to do uh original artwork for each every episode oh my god dude i was let's we'll get to the artwork <laughs> later let's get let's save that because that's what i want to talk about <laughs> the most <laughs> hey did you ever so when you like you're watching a tv show you're watching a movie do you ever uh hear something cool and you're like pull out your phone and you're instantly like taking a note like you got to go back and pull a clip off of you know, whatever movie. I do it all the time. Really? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm also a huge dude. I have like a thousand hobbies and one of my other hobbies, main hobbies is movie collecting. So especially okay. B movies and like eighties movies and like yeah, exploitation yeah. stuff. So I, I, I've watched so many movies that I, like mentally, I just remember like, Oh yeah, I remember this line or, Oh yeah, that'd be kind of funny. But uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but in the uh, the episodes, it's mostly like news segments just because it was more of like that satanic panic type of time, you know, when, when uh, any type <laughs> of rock or metal music was bad and evil and uh, it was taking yeah. over your kids. I remember uh, down here in L.A., uh, Fox 11 News uh, did like a series on, the, you know, punk, like is this right for your kid? You know, is your yeah, kid yeah. going to end up a delinquent? <laughs> and they would do like five day specials where like they would go to different shows or different uh, scenes and record for five days and show the negatives or the positives. And so, so that was a thing over here. Like they did episodes on punk. They did episodes on, uh, um, on hardcore straight edge, uh, metal of course. And, um, even like greasers, you know, like like those dudes that used to dress in the fifties, you know, like uh, yeah, rebel yeah. without a cause type of people, car party crews, so it, teen idols, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, they did a they would do a whole whole series on that, and I remember a bunch of those funny clips, you know, because I would watch them when they would come out, you know, on the news, and uh, I I looked for those a bunch of those. YouTube is a really good resource for finding all these old episodes or or TV yeah, shows yeah. that you know. And that's how I found them, and uh, I would just edit them and uh, cut them out and um, put them in the podcast just because I thought it was funny, you know? At the time, it was like a big deal, but now that you look back on it, it's like, oh, my God, this is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I usually just 
I, I think of some sometimes, but sometimes I'm watching an old movie and it's like, oh, I got to remember to come back to this one and find it on YouTube so I can, you know, record it <laughs> off of there. But hey, I got a, I got something cool. I want to, maybe when we're done here, we'll talk about it. But um, off the air. But uh, I, I might be able to use your help with something. Yeah, Since yeah. Anything you're so you good at that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Let's get to a song, man. What's next? So let's see. Okay. So here's another little story because of the pop punk message board. I remember uh, this band from Puerto Rico, Los Pepinillos. They were looking for a show in Hollywood. And uh, I think this was their first tour down here in Southern California. And they couldn't find a show. They kept posting on the board, hey, anybody in L.A., anybody in Hollywood? And uh, I, I just, this was the first show I ever booked. And it was the worst show I ever booked just because I felt so bad that nobody showed up. It was just me and the band. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad, and um, but they played, you know, and uh, everything went wrong with that show. I booked the place. Well, I think it was last minute. They wanted a show, I believe it was the weekend of. So, like, I think they were posting, like, on Monday, and they needed a show for Sunday, and oh nobody boy. was responding. So I felt bad. So I was like, all right, I'll book a show for you. You know, never doing this before, thinking it would be the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... I, I, I messaged all these bands, all these places. Nobody wanted to do it last minute. Eventually, I found a little coffee shop over here by where I live in San Fernando, which is a little city in San Fer- in the San Fernando Valley. It's like a two-mile radius city. So I found the coffee shop. I talked to the owner. Uh, you know, I asked him, hey, do you have a PA and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll have all that. Don't worry. All right, so come Sunday, I show up a little bit earlier to, you know, get everything together, see who's going to show up. You know, I made flyers, I printed flyers, I dropped them all over L.A., downtown L.A., Melrose, uh, Hollywood, San Fernando Valley, and there was no one there. And uh, the band showed up, <laughs> and to, to top it off, when I went to the, the uh, attendant at the coffee shop, because the, the owner wasn't there, it was a Sunday, it was his day off. So I asked her, hey, uh, uh, your your uh, boss said uh, we could use the PA system and all that for the show. And she's all like, what PA? We don't even have, we don't have anything. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He said you have like a, a mic and PA. And she's all, no, I don't know anything about that. And so oh, like, no. yeah, so I didn't have a PA at the very last minute. Luckily, I uh, texted a friend that I was jamming with at the time. Hey, dude, can I borrow some of your stuff? He's like, yeah, don't worry. And like, you know, thank to him, he, he drove from Glendale to where San, San Fernando, where I was at, which is probably like 25 minutes away, he brought like his truck with, you know, amps and PAs and mics. And like, you know, I, I owed him nice. a lot because, <laughs> yeah, but he helped me like in a crunch. So I set up the, I, I, I was finally able to set everything up and uh, there was no one there. It was just me, my friend <laughs> and the band. And they oh, played, sucks, dude. yeah, they played a few songs. And uh, I think it was like three or four songs, uh, but I was telling them like, dude, you guys can stop if you want. There's no one here. I, feel, I felt so bad, you know, but they were, they yeah. were cool about it. They were like happy and like, they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, I mean, I know, event, I know they were probably bummed, but you know, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they were really nice and gracious about it. And they ever it, come back it, to LA? <laughs> no, I think they, they broke up afterwards, I think. And then they recently got back together really yeah but i kept in touch with the bass player and uh, she would email me every once in a while update me with with the band and what they were doing but yeah they became one of my favorite bands as well dude this song that you sent me is killer yeah this is off of their second album 
and it's called uh, Caramelo and Sangre. This is a standout because of the woes. Big, whoa, you know. Mm-hmm. Sounds killer, dude. I love this one, man. I had never heard of them before. Actually, I think I think I had. I think you'd played them on, on the podcast before. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's hard to chase everything down after you hear it, you know. So, yeah. No. But that one's cool, man. I really like that. They're from Puerto Rico, you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where else did they play here besides L.A.? Like, how did the, did they have a full U.S. tour or? 
No, I think they just uh, were hanging out in Southern California and just wanted to play. I, I don't think okay. they played any shows before that, but I could be wrong. I, I'm not sure. I just remember they were asking for help on the Pop Punk message board for that specific date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. I think I think uh, I was in a band once. We played at a record store, and they didn't have a PA. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, it doesn't matter. We don't even have a singer. <laughs> you know? So yeah. we didn't have a singer yet. We just played. It was just instrumental stuff. So Cool. Yeah, dude, let's, uh, I gotta hit you up about the artwork that you do, man. It's killer. So by trade, you're kind of a, you're a graphic designer? Yeah, I'm a graphic designer, uh, production artist, uh, video editor, audio editor, everything. I mean, it's just digital media. Besides punk, like, digital media is, like, something else that consumed my life. Like, it, it just, like, once I got into it, you know, I just fell in love with it, and it, it's just... I think about it every day. I, I learn about it every day. I try to, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things. You do things. killer work, man. Oh, I, thank you. Some thank of you. the covers that you've done. The Teenage Bonehead logo is cool. Thank you. you know? Yeah. That was uh, an accident. I uh, I was looking for people <laughs> to do a logo for me, like, you know, when I barely started it. And nobody was available. So I just figured, well, what the hell? I'll just do it myself, like everything else. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm a huge fan of uh archie and like casper and you know that whole look that whole 50s americana and uh yeah that's that's the inspiration but um i think i've mentioned this before but the actual teenage bonehead character it was inspired from um pat from the beatnik termites joe queer and um uh like i said uh casper so it's like he's got he's got joe's hat he's got pat's hair and he's got uh, Casper's face. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it, dude. Yeah, dude. I just, I think it's cool. I think the logos thing is cool, and just all your artwork, you know, it's neat. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I made the mistake of trying to do original artwork for every episode, which kind of shot shot myself in the foot because that's what would you know make me behind on episodes but uh yeah (laughs) some of them turned out really good some i'm not too happy with but i just had to do it last minute because i just wanted to release the album but uh for the new the new incarnation the new version that i'm doing it i actually uh had uh paulino from uh, flanders 72 he did some uh character sketches for me he he did some uh artwork for me which i'll be rotating for all the new episodes uh moving forward he did like a really good job on them and um i'm really excited about them that's awesome. Yeah, he does. He does great work. That's. I was actually going to ask you what's, what's the plan moving forward? Is are there going to be more? I figured there were. I mean, you've been doing it for like over ten years. <laughs> you can't stop now, man. Yeah, I, I always say I'm going to stop just because, like I mentioned, I have way too many <laughs> hobbies, way too many stuff that I love to do or that I want to do, but uh, I, I just can't stop. You know, it's just like my friend Javier tells me. You know, uh, he he just can't stop listening to the episodes. He's always asking me for more and. Um, I have a lot of people that uh, randomly will email me like right when I'm not going to do any episodes for a while. You know, I figure like, okay, I'm going to concentrate on something else. I'll get an email from somebody from somewhere else in the world. That's like, oh, thank you for the episodes. You know, they uh, they helped me through some tough times. And it's like to me, that's like the most amazing thing I could hear because I'm not I don't really feel like I'm doing or have done anything. I mean, I'm basically just like a DJ. I'm just putting songs together for you to listen to. I'm not the band's actually playing the songs or, you know, uh, singing or any of that. But uh, I appreciate <laughs> all those people that uh, 
send me random emails and will tell me stuff like that because you know when you do something that you love you don't really think about you know how is this going to affect someone else or how is it going to inspire them or or make them happy but it does you know it, it happens you know and, and that's the exciting part that's the cool part i think it's the cool mix i think it's you you'll get most episodes there's nobody big on there you know you might have a screeching weasel song and then it's a bunch of bands most people have never heard of which is really cool but it's a good mix of uh you know more familiar to you know never heard of mm-hmm. and uh, i think it's a combination of the music and the artwork you yeah. know because i was i look at the artwork and I, I don't i was i was actually just looking at them now and i'm trying to figure out a favorite i don't have a favorite i i, I just i i don't know <laughs> i just don't have one one of the newer ones uh with uh uh, Machine Gun Kelly guy. Oh that yeah, was on there, <laughs> and that was pretty funny. It starts off with that little clip of him talking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when actually that came on, and there was talking right away, and I'm like, wait, is he talking? Because you don't <laughs> say much on these, and I'm like, no, that, no, that's not him. I, of course, I don't know who the fuck Machine Gun Kelly is, but um, <laughs> that was my one of my biggest complaints, man. I was like, how come this guy doesn't talk more? <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, I figured I was. That was the plan in the beginning talk about it but like I, I had mentioned to you some of these bands i don't even know who the members are you know i just know the yeah. songs i have the the albums but there's really not much info on there and i don't want to be giving around wrong info or you know <laughs> pronounce, all the time dude yeah announcing someone's name wrong or the band name wrong but uh, other than that I, I really don't feel like i have uh anything to provide to people because i don't really interview people I mean, I've done a few interview episodes just because they've been uh, interesting and it's people that, um, you know, uh, relate to it, to the to the subject of the, of the podcast. But um, as far as me talking, I don't really have anything to say. You know, I could go on there and say the name of the song in the band, but who wants to stop <laughs> the music for my dumbass talking? You know, I, I just want to provide a playlist for people to listen to from beginning to end and not have to worry about turning the volume down when i'm talking you know <laughs> yeah it's cool dude you you do great work but i do that all the time like i i hear you when when i don't know much about a band i never know what to say other than oh they sound great you know or whatever but um <laughs> a couple weeks ago or last week a couple weeks ago i had chad chick from covert flops on mm-hmm. and we did two takes because we fucked up uh-huh. and the first one and this isn't why we re-recorded it but i played the budweiser's Mm-hmm. And I had said they were from Germany, and Craig, Craig helped me with uh, Craig from Remingtons and Batfoot helped me with some of the editing, and he pointed it out. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're not from Germany; they're from Spain. It's like <laughs> ah fuck. So the second time, I just made sure that I, I, you know, and I knew that, but it's like sometimes you're just talking and you yeah. just forget or whatever. But yeah, I do it all the time, and I, especially with some of the stuff that you play, some of these bands, you know, I wouldn't even be able to say some of these band names or the song titles, so I. It's a little, you know, I'd be a little nervous about doing that yeah. too, but I don't know. It'd be cool just to get your opinion on some of these though, you know? Yeah. Or to actually learn some of that stuff because I feel like, I don't know, wish you did the work for me because <laughs> it's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know where Los Cummings is from. It'd be nice if you told me, but I do the research sometimes, so yeah. it works out, I guess, but yeah, I don't but know. artwork, um, dude, it's killer. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um yeah, I, I have some more episodes coming up with uh, where I'm, I I I really don't want to do like interviews because I think you have that down, you know, to a science and they come out really good. And there's a couple other uh, people that do podcasts with 
the interview stuff and uh you know I, I i don't really think that i would do such a good job like you know say as you interviewing someone <laughs> but okay so i don't do a very good job let's just <laughs> lay that out there now so well, i enjoy the uh the episodes with uh phil when you have phil from teen idols on there oh yeah yeah because he used to tell so many amazing stories on the pop punk message board <laughs> <laughs> yeah i used to I tell him write those, a book dude. write a book <laughs> he's he, uh Dude, actually, I don't know if I ever... I didn't tell you this, of course, but somebody somebody hit me up and asked me for Phil's contact about helping him write a book. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I hooked him up. I hope it happens, man. I think he should. He's got, like, so many stories. <laughs> I remember some of the stories that he would say on Pop Punk Message Board that I don't think he would repeat because he's in, <laughs> you know... He's in a he's, he's in a relationship now, and he's, yeah. got, he's got kids. So yeah. I don't think he's going to want to... Uh, They're you know, gone. Some, He's got some crazy ones <laughs> that he yeah. hasn't told. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I've been trying to get Phil back on. He uh, he was supposed to be on a, a few weeks ago, and uh, I don't know, just didn't work out. So yeah, I remember the one time I saw Teen Idols was it was just a random night. Like uh, they played like at some rec center over here in Lakeview cool. Terrace, which is like this place that you wouldn't go to a show normally because it it's like up in the mountains and. Uh, it was just a weird show. I think it was uh, Teen Idols, and uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was Groovy Groovy Ghoulies or Mr. T Experience, one of them too. But uh, that was the only time I saw them, and it was just a weird experience that I just happened to see them because I w- I didn't even know they were playing that day. I just happened to show up because a friend wanted to go to that uh, that place. I don't <laughs> even remember why. I don't even. He wasn't even a fan either. I don't even remember why we just showed up. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I can't imagine. Uh, showing up at a random place and being able to see teen idols and yeah. or ghoulies or MTX, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. What's next? How about the Carmines? Can we do the Carmines? Yeah. Uh, Nate's awesome. He's also been a supporter of the podcast. He always, uh, he's always down to play. Um, I help them with their, uh, when they uh, released the the last album, uh, what was it? La- louder, whiter, fatter, or something like that. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. I booked some shows for them down here, and uh, it turned out pretty good. And uh, yeah, he's a cool dude. I love him. Um, you know, he'll disappear, and then randomly he'll just appear, and it's just like, uh, you know, I saw him yesterday at the show or something. But uh, yeah, the Carmines are pretty good, and uh, I love that band too. Yeah, it was uh, older, fatter, wider. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Nate, uh, I, di- I don't know him at all, but he hit me up, um, I don't know, a month or so ago, maybe a couple months ago, and was uh, kind of telling me that there there was something coming out Carmine's-wise, and I was like, no no shit, you know, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And then they put out that Descendants cover. Yeah, yeah, they did and, that uh, EP. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was cool. I couldn't believe they were still around, because I actually, I thought that record was really good. Yeah, so. two of the dudes uh, that played with him last time I saw him, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're still in the band, but uh, they were, I recognized them from another band, and I was like, where have I seen these dudes? The guitar player and the drummer, and then uh, I had, I, because I, I, I also do like photography here and there. I used to go to shows and just do video <laughs> and, and you know photos, and uh, when I was editing the pictures, I, I finally recognized them, and they were or are in uh, Slick Shoes. I don't know if you've heard of that band. They were I've like, heard of uh, them. Yeah, like a '90s uh, skate punk, uh, religious. They were, I, I guess, they're Christian or they were a Christian punk band. Yeah. But, they were uh, on Tooth and Nail, I think. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah. But, uh, I've never heard them, but I just know the name. Yeah, they're a good band. Um, I used to listen to a lot of that stuff as well. Uh, I'm not religious or anything, but I mean, music is music, you know? Yeah, yeah. I always thought they were a ska band. Sounds like a ska band to me. Slick shoes, you know? <laughs> no, they were more of that skate punk sound, which I know a lot of I'll people in pop punk really don't get into that much. But, you know, being from Southern California and skating, <laughs> you know, you just listen to these bands because I think they're good. So, uh, Carmine's She Forgot My Name, is that the one we're doing? Yeah, that's the one we're playing. <laughs> dig this one because it's uh, just total Huntington sound you know he's got that voice and it's just that style it's cool man I yeah. love this one <laughs> yeah we were trying to set up a Huntington's Carmine show about five six years ago but uh, yeah it didn't yeah. happen <laughs> trying to get the Huntington's to come to LA huh I tried but uh, <laughs> I don't know we didn't really talk about that in the podcast that that's a whole other story. The whole yeah. setting. You up could, shows. Uh, <laughs> you might have better luck these days. They're 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 traveling quite a bit, you know. Playing yeah. Chicago and Italy. They're playing Reduno this year. Yeah. The thing I is, know, I, I I don't really like putting on shows anymore, just because it got so difficult and like yeah yeah too many problems. And now it's even worse because so many places closed down because of COVID. So uh, oh, that the venues that you could use, they're they're like limited. I can't imagine. You know, my my city doesn't. They, we have like one venue, I guess, that would do a punk rock show. Mm-hmm. But you know, that somehow survived. But I can't imagine a bigger city where there's competition. You know, everything just kind of drops off. So that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think um, what I like about Teenage Bonehead the most is just the fact that you just discover so much new stuff through you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know Dummy Room. We have guests on. And you might want to hear from Phil Hill or whoever, but not a lot of people are discovering too much new music through Dummy Room, you know, just because Mm -hmm. it's kind of geared towards the guest that's on. If there is a list, 
you know, it's not just random. Whereas Teenage Bonehead is pretty random. You put it on, you're like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, they're great. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I never set out to do it a specific way or a specific type of uh, band, but um, that's just the way it's worked out. Uh, I, I'm always digging for more. I'm, I, I always want to find, you know, somebody that got forgotten or, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the underdog. So, oh, yeah, I, I figure, you know, even if these bands aren't around anymore, it's been like 20 years and they probably released one demo <laughs> tape with one good song. I want everybody to hear that one good song, you know? Yeah. Because at the time, yeah, that was somebody's uh, soundtrack. You know, that was, uh, you know, they'll be talking about that now to their kids or, you know. So hopefully I, I'm I'm doing it justice by, you know, releasing new stuff that people haven't heard or had never thought about or forgot about. And, uh, yeah, you know, just get those bands and that music out there because somebody somewhere put their heart into it, you know. So what's your favorite band? My favorite band kind of like asking me what my favorite movie is and it, you don't have to say ramones or weasel or queers it can be those are kind of obvious you know what i mean yeah it's, it's kind of like screeching weasel's so good but I, I hate saying that because it's too obvious <laughs> but like what's your newer bands of uh newer bands like what is your favorite thing lately uh you know everyone's gonna hate me but i don't i don't really listen to many of the newer bands um it's Machine Gun Kelly, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the savior of pop punk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wh- when I pe- when I play newer stuff on the podcast, it's because I just discover it. So, okay. um, you know, I always say like my favorite newer bands are like the Windowsill and Jagger Holly, <laughs> and they're not newer, you know. Yeah, yeah. these bands are, you know, th- three, four albums out. They've been around for ten years, <laughs> you know, so they're not new, but you know what I mean. I mean, I have uh, I have been getting into more of like the indie pop punk type of stuff i think uh teenage halloween is really good i love them a lot um, yeah that's cool that's cool it, i know it's not uh what's that other band um get married i love like uh, get married uh grumpster no, is really good too they're from uh uh berkeley or oakland i think um so my buddy bass player from harry and the hendersons colin who i think is an amazing songwriter he uh he sent me a link with demos to like I think more than twenty songs that he's written by himself, and really? uh, I I like I fell in love with all of them. So I think that would be my favorite new stuff right now. But uh, he is having a hard time finding a band to help him release these songs out into the public. But uh, I I think uh, he's an amazing songwriter. Just I just love the way that he writes you know harmonies and and chord progressions and yeah he sent me a link with all that stuff and i i was listening to it over and over and over and uh so that's probably my my favorite newer stuff that i've heard of i've heard of but i don't think anyone else has heard of yet um yeah yeah i'm trying to coax him i'm trying to coax him into uh, letting me release some of this stuff and i would help him record it but uh i don't know he's he he wants to find an actual band members to play with him first so hopefully in the future people will hear this stuff so is would this be harry and the hendersons or something different yeah he was in uh harry and the hendersons with me and harry michelson uh, harry okay i didn't know you i see i i saw i didn't know you were in harry and the hendersons so yeah so i i played drums calling was uh bass and harry was guitars 
and they would do they would switch off vocals and um yeah that was uh that was a really one of my favorite bands that i've ever played in just because it was so uh you know at the time it was like very fluid like we didn't have a schedule for practice we didn't have a schedule for shows harry would just call us like hey you guys want to play this saturday okay you know without practicing we would just show up <laughs> we hadn't maybe practiced or played in two weeks but we would show up last minute play a show and it would be like the best time ever like we would just have fun and i awesome i miss that you know i miss just getting up on stage and just not expecting to play a good show or a bad show you know just getting up there and like having fun that's that's what it's all about for me just having fun now i swear i was gonna praise this band before i found out you were in them so i'm not just kissing your ass <laughs> but, but it's fucking good stuff man and it, it's funny because when i heard it for the first time no he killed a hobo and i was like i wonder if that's him but i'm like ah it's not spelled the same and now i know it's you yeah that's me well no he killed a hobo when he So that's cool. I had no idea, dude. But yeah, great stuff, dude. That's cool. Oh, thank you. No, that we have to thank uh, Harry and uh, Colin for that because they were they really gelled with each other too. Like they were on the same page, and um, you know they I think they made some really fun and amazing songs, and I really enjoyed playing. You know, I've been in so many bands, but this was like the band that like I, I was sad when we broke up. But um, yeah, and the only reason we broke up was because you know those dudes moved to another state, so. You know, it's not like we broke up because we something happened or uh, anything like that. It's just, you know, people move on and uh, it was time to say goodbye. But uh, hopefully, hopefully one day we can record some of these songs that we never recorded because there's still probably, I think, like 10 to 12 songs that we used to play live that were never recorded. You guys uh, would have been sued for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's cool. Lately, there's been a, a lot of... There's been some bands, and I can't say anything, but bands that we both love, that you love, and they're getting back together. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to get back together and record a couple songs and record another album. It's it's exciting, man. I think this little resurgence kind of lighting fires under everybody's ass, and, you know, these guys are all our age, you know, roughly in their 40s, and it's like one last chance to do another album. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, like I said, I think we all just miss having fun, you know, with... The current climate in this country and like actually everywhere in the world, you know how things are going right now. Like it's terrible, dude. I think we just need to like drop all the bullshit, all the uh, you know, left versus right, all the red versus blue, and you know just have fun. You know, just how it used to be, just how we were when we were younger. You know, when you were younger, you didn't care what someone looked like or where they were from. Like 
you know, or just, what they thought about, or yeah. how they thought about you or everybody else, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because it just felt like we were just the same person. Like we were, like every time I used to go to a punk show when I was a teenager, you know, it's like these are my people. Like I'm safe here, you know. And yeah. it's kind of weird because most of the time I was like the only Mexican there, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, that's just how I've always felt every time I go to a show. So, so in in LA, you you'd go to punk shows and you'd be like the only Mexican kid there. Yeah, pretty much most of the time. I mean, it, uh, I know people don't believe me now because if you come to L.A. and you go to a show, I'd say like the majority will be brown, Mexican, or some type of Latin. But back in the 90s, you know, I used to go see, uh, when I went to go see The Queers, uh, it was MXPX, The Queers, and Face to Face. The people that I hung out with, I was the only one of the only brown kids there. Like there was no other Mexicans there, like ever. But that show I remember specifically because it was me, the brown kid, and then the religious <laughs> kids that were there for MXPX, and then <laughs> you know the 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 pop pop punk queers kids, and then like yeah, the yeah. SoCal skate face to face type of fan. And yeah, it's that's like, a weird show. Yeah, cool, it, it was because uh, you know when MXPX went on stage, they were throwing uh, they were ripping a Bible and throwing it at them. That was one of my favorite bands as well, MXPX. Um, and um, I was up at the front, and I connected with like all those Christian kids because they were so nice and they were so inviting. And like, I even became pen pals with a few of them after that show, you know. But I remember uh, Joe Queer came out and like he was pissed off that people were doing that to them. But uh, yeah, you know, once Joe, uh, once the Queers played, like a different crowd of people went up there. You know, and when Face to Face went on, it was like a completely different crowd as well. But uh, that's yeah, yeah. how it used to be back then. It, there weren't many, at least that I used to see, there weren't many uh, brown kids at the shows with me. I think it's, I don't know, I don't want to get into it too much, but I think it's its kind of how you grow up. You know, like punk rock wasn't, wasn't huge in, you know, <laughs> in the Mexican households, you know, I don't think, you know, but I think over time you know it's become more mainstream and like you you listen to punk rock so your kids are will be more familiar with it you know yeah i mean i i think it it was due to a lot of things um you know my 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 parents looking back on it when i was growing up i guess they were cool parents i didn't realize that until now that i'm older and i'm like oh wait they used to watch this movie when i was like five. Oh wait they used to listen to this band when i was like you know but uh yeah my parents you know my dad listen mostly to like i mentioned like um you know oldies 50s doo-wop uh the beatles um a lot of beach boys that's how i fell in love with uh you know that type of style too he was a beach boys fan the doors not so much the yeah, doors yeah. for me i'm not into that you know <laughs> type of trippy sound but dude yeah. the doors are the worst band ever <laughs> everyone always says that i don't mind them but it's not like dude they're worse choice. than machine gun kelly <laughs> but yeah um <laughs> You know, my parents were cool at the time, I guess, and I don't realize that until now that they yeah, yeah. that that I realized that I got all those, you know, the type of music and and stuff from them, which is weird That's because cool. you know they didn't speak English at the time either. My mom was always cool. She would take me to shows and drop me off, and I'd sit outside of a a bar and just <laughs> listen to a band play and stuff. Not all the time. It sounds yeah. worse than it is. No, but, no, no. You know, That's just because cool, I want to go see a band. I was like 15. You know, yeah, couldn't, yeah. That's couldn't cool. get in. <laughs> so loved that shit, dude. All right, dude. We we played uh we played one Harry in the Henderson song. You you want to do the other one while we're at it? It's a good one. Sure. Um, I think it's the better one actually. It's uh I don't want to be a I don't want to be killed by a ghost. Yeah, good, I don't. Good, good, good ghost. 
I don't remember the story behind this song, but I know there's a few songs that were written by uh, Olive uh, uh, Ali from uh, It's Alive Records. Uh, <laughs> nice. Ad- Adam and Jenna, their daughter. She had yeah, ri- yeah. She, yeah right. she had written. Let's play the song, then let's get into okay, It's Alive okay. Records. Yeah, yeah. Can't sleep, clown will eat me. 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 dude that's i i think that's a cool song man i was impressed <laughs> because and no offense but harry and the hendersons not the best band name ever so <laughs> no. i didn't my my expectations were very low but uh it's quality shit dude quality Thanks. so all right so olive ali the the daughter of uh adam and jenner she came up with this or what what's the story well she wrote a few songs uh or she had written some stories i forgot exactly how it happened and um harry was at their house one time i guess he he uh he was helping them uh you know uh pack some records for you guys that ordered stuff and um he just happened to jokingly say that he was going to turn those stories or lyrics into songs so we actually (laughs) made them into songs and uh, i think there's a whole ep of just her songs which is um I think one of them is a uh, mommy's boobies are drums or something. <laughs> um, I don't want to sleep next to that stuff. That's pretty rad. <laughs> Which uh, I, I think she was sick one time and she threw up on her bed and she woke up and said, I don't, I don't want to sleep next to that stuff. And uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, uh, rock and roll puppy and cookie bakers. Cookie Bakers, yeah. that's funny, dude. That, so that's that, awesome. That was our hit song, Cookie Bakers. Everyone always asked for Cookie Bakers. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I was going to ask you. I didn't know if you knew Adam. Yeah. yeah. I know he's in L.A. Yeah, yeah, they're more in uh, Orange County. But, yeah, th- I met them okay. through the uh, the board. Um, yeah, all us locals that lived in California connected with each other because we were the only ones out here at the time, you know, into this music. So when you would go to a show or something – we would all be there the same people (laughs) yeah no adam's a super cool guy i met him on the board and uh i was doing a label of course he was doing it's alive so we would trade and he would you know whatever we'd get stuff from him i was i was a customer of his you know forever and uh yeah dude he had one of the greatest distros ever 
you know? Yeah. I said it before, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but he had the best distro with, like, the worst website. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, because he, he asked me to redo his website I, I, a few months ago, but I think that's still in the back burner. I don't know what's going on with that, but... Uh. <laughs> he was... he uh, I, Dude, I've been trying to get him on the show forever, and he's just always busy. You know, he's a nurse. Yeah. And I get it. You know, there was a pandemic. I wasn't priority. I understand. <laughs> but I did... Uh, I got him to do the the little uh, thing for the award show. Yeah, which uh-huh. I thought was cool. He he killed it, mm-hmm. and uh, he did mention you know he threw a little teaser in there that maybe he was coming back. Well, let's so. a- yeah, let's appreciate it because that, that website he would manually have to update the HTML code himself, <laughs> yeah. which not a lot of people <laughs> do that anymore, and it, it takes time, you know. Yeah. So is he still active at all? I mean, is he still selling through there? I don't. It's been uh, so long since I've ordered. I'm not sure. Uh, like I mentioned, he asked me to redo the website a few months ago, but um, I, you know, like you said, he's busy. Like I, I, I don't think he ever got back to me about that. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm really not sure if he's still selling or not. Tell him you'll redesign his website if he comes on my podcast. <laughs> All right. I don't know what you get out of that, but <laughs> <laughs> more work. I get I get him on. So <laughs> I'll hit him up. No. Yeah. Cool. Cool label. One of my. You know, I think you would agree, one of the best pop punk labels ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was it was like Lookout, and then the torch got passed to Mutant Pop, mm-hmm. and then Tim passed it to Adam. Yeah. And and ever since Adam, there hasn't you know, there's a bunch of labels. You know. Yeah. He uh, he was definitely working it hard for a while. Uh, he used yeah. to his the the actual the place that used to press the records for him was a. Uh, across the street from where i used to work so once in a while he would like message me hey can you pick up this order for me so i would pick up was that rainbow uh yeah rainbow records okay yeah Yeah. i used to work across the street from it so i would pick up the pallets from him take them home but then he would have to drive all the way to the valley to pick them up which is like an hour and a half away (laughs) yeah i did that for him a few times yeah he used to get some big orders because i remember there was He'd, he'd post pictures of, like, his driveway, and he'd have a pallet that was, like, five feet high, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, now, you know, but he was he was doing some, I guess, bigger records, you know, copyrights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, dude, uh, that's awesome. No, I, that's cool that you know him. Yeah. Um, they're, they're really good people. I love them. I don't see them or yeah, hear I, from them as much now because, you know, every, everyone's busy. That's, that's the shitty part. But uh, yeah, they're kids, they're dude. They ruin everything. Yeah, they actually do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, dude. I think there's one left, one song left on the list. Yeah. So uh, this is a band that I was in before COVID. Just as COVID hit, we had started this band, and it's uh, we 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 had band names going around for a while until we finally agreed with this name. So that. It, the band is called the specs and um it's my buddy kurt from the perverts uh he started this band with me uh the guitar player and the bass player from the perverts the, the old players but uh we had started this band hopefully to play these songs uh we were set to open up for the queers actually that was you know that was going to be my going away show after opening up for the queers that was i was not gonna play anymore because it's like you know that was like <laughs> <Yeah>. the ultimate <laughs> but yeah then covid hit the show got canceled uh we stopped practicing because everyone was freaking out about getting covid and uh it just fell apart <laughs> but uh, yeah this is uh there's some demos that were recorded 
and this is one of them. I don't actually play drums in this one. It's actually Kurt who played the drums, but uh, he had written some good songs, and uh, maybe, hopefully, one day they'll get released. Yeah, so this is Fix My Brain from The Specs. <laughs> Dude, I dug this one. I was like, this is the perfect mix of sloppy seconds and the vindictives. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That voice. I was like, I couldn't I kept going back and forth. You know, it sounds <laughs> like you know, it sounds like Joey, it sounds like BA, you know, I just couldn't decide. So I figured it's a it's a it's the perfect mix. Cool band, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, there was uh, five or six songs I think that that he recorded demos of. But um Yeah, dude, I went looking for this shit too. <laughs> like <laughs> Who the fuck? I had no idea that you were in this band, so I'm like, God, <laughs> I can't find anything on these guys. So, <laughs> yeah, Kurt actually became a uh, successful YouTuber, so <laughs> he's not doing uh, the band thing anymore. He's dedicating his time to that. What kind of what kind of like gaming stuff or what? No, he does videos on uh, filming locations. So like, you know, this is where they film Back to the Future, and then he'll go oh, to I the think location. I've, seen those. And I've seen those videos. Yeah. And, you know, he'll talk about, you know, being a kid in the 80s and and cool. skating and stuff like that. And uh, I'm really happy for him because uh, he was uh, really interested in it. And he would al- always ask me questions. Hey, what kind of camera would I get? What ki- How would I do this? How would I do that? And so, like, I've been helping him on that, you know, little little adventure of uh, getting his YouTube channel up and making some videos and helping him with the audio and how to compress stuff and edit it. And uh, 
yeah, he's he's been doing it, and he got a bunch of followers on there, so he's doing good on that. That's cool. That's cool. That's not easy to do, man. There's so much, so many people out there doing that kind of thing. So if you can pull it off, and I think you just got to be smart, and you got to be like witty and fast, and just be able to, you know, you got to be, you got to have some cool information, you know, and relate to the to the shit you're talking about. Not just explain where you know Back to the Future was shot you know a certain scene but actually kind of relate your your youth to that movie i think that's cool yeah yeah that's that's the connection that you can make with people you know i've heard people uh you know i study this a lot just because it's you know sometimes i'll edit videos or help people with their youtube channel but one advice that someone told me once for that was uh always make sure that you sound like you're uh, the authority on the subject you know you have to present yourself as the authority otherwise people aren't gonna <laughs> be into it you know yeah, that's where I fail. I'm not the authority on this. Sometimes I know what I'm talking about, and sometimes it's just like you kind of, you know, you wing it, right? You know, you don't know everything about every little band. Yeah, so. I always wing it. <laughs> so, but yeah, dude, I, you know, I think it was, I loved having you on. I wanted to have you on just because, just because of the podcast and your, you know, the knowledge you have of, of pop punk, you know, it's cool. And, you know, I wanted the episode to kind of... Obviously, we talk way more than one of your episodes, but um, I like the sprinkling of the songs throughout the episode. I thought it was cool. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't really feel like I've done anything special or, or deserve, you know, people sending me emails, being an interviewed for a podcast. But, uh, you know, I'm glad that I can connect with people, maybe show them something new. And um, that's what keeps me going, you know, that... that that somehow somewhere somebody appreciates you know the stupid little things that i do <laughs> all right dude i don't want to keep you but um you got anything else you want to talk about uh no i mean uh th- once again thank you uh thank thank all the listeners uh, you know i love you guys that listen to me um you know i'm always uh appreciative of all, all the messages you sent and uh i know a lot of you are also fans of my brother who has uh, the longest running pop punk youtube channel which is uh he's under the name teen idol uh, yeah. So he, he has all these bands from all over the world. Uh, he's, he actually talks to more of these bands than I do because I don't have a lot of time for a lot of stuff. But he, if you go on his YouTube channel, he'll have a bunch more stuff from all over the world, um, exclusive stuff, stuff that's hard to find. And he has had this channel for more than 10 years, and he actually makes no money off of it. So he gets nothing off of it. He's never monetized anything. He just does it because he because he loves it as well and uh, a lot of people from around the world actually connect with him and and he's like i mentioned he's like considered the authority on youtube for this but uh yeah yeah for sure yeah if you i was gonna ask you if you knew him because i knew he was from (laughs) uh somewhere out there but i i just kind of (laughs) didn't i didn't think you knew him but yeah you do so i always wondered who that was yeah that's my little brother (laughs) that's cool that's cool uh, yeah, he's definitely, you know, you guys are a lot alike. You're playing shit that no one's ever heard. Yeah. Introducing <laughs> great bands to us. So that's cool. Yeah. But other than that, you know, if, you know, check out TeenageBonehead.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I'll be doing a bunch of other projects not related to punk. So if you're interested in other stuff, I guess you can find me somehow. All right, dude. Well, hey, man, come back. Let's let's do it. Every once in a while, put together a playlist, come on, and uh, let's do it. Of course. Thank you. Let's I mean, I'm sure it. there's, you got enough, there's enough songs out there to, to share a few for, uh, 
for this podcast too every once in a while. <laughs> oh yeah, I can bring out my favorites. If you give me time, I'll bring out my favorites. All right, dude. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Let's stay in touch and, uh, you know, just take care. Next week on the show, it is going to be a straight-up stone-cold punk rock legend. I can't wait for this episode. been waiting uh, a couple years to have this dude on, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Let's find out. Until then, stay safe, stay cool. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. To be true, there should be an X part of you when I believe in UFOs. Whoa. My bad baker gets to you, but there's no mystery like you when I believe in UFOs. Whoa. On top mysteries, hotties unexplained. When they compare to you, nothing seems so strange. Top biscuits are quack And I believe in UFOs Cryptids and conspiracies Seem more real than you to me And I believe in UFOs On top mysteries Hauntings unexplained When they compare to you Nothing seems so strange Let's go!